Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor here at Northwood Baptist Church in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, and our executive pastor, Randy Jackson, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world... Keep on rolling. We're live, brother. I always do. Hey, keep on rolling. We're live. Welcome. Right. Welcome to this edition right. of The Good. Faith. We are doing something different. We are on Facebook Obviously Live. Obviously different. So, <laughs> we can't restart it this week, Trey. Yeah, I we, know. We got we to work through the bloopers and just keep on rolling. Can I, can I leave? I don't like this. <laughs> Hey, listen, listen. <laughs> the one time I show up, y'all mess up. I know. It, it was, it's been perfect every single week until Randy Jackson joins us. And oh, now, man. And now it's terrible. Yeah, well, we, we always get a chance to redo it if we mess up. But well, anyway. not today. So no mess up. And you were about to throw something at Scott right there. I saw it coming. And yeah. you can't do that when you're live. I mean, when we're not live, you can throw whatever you want at him. But, but right now, you can't throw anything at him. And so. All right. Well, anyway, we've been through a lot these last six weeks. And um, this morning. Yeah, and this morning is just uh, part and parcel of what we've been going through. But uh, seriously, some more than others have been through uh, some things. I know that some of you have you know, had some issues with sickness and other things. But uh, I would say that for me, the strangest or most difficult thing is that the time we needed the church, we haven't been there for one another in a physical, on a physical way. You know, you know, just the idea of putting arms around each other yeah. and praying for each yeah. other or or just shaking a hand, giving a word of encouragement, or even eyeballing somebody, you right. know, just looking at them in the eyes. And, uh, you know, I just I just feel like that people need that kind of contact. So mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping that soon we're going to be able to get back to being together again as a church. So That's right. I hope that we can talk a little bit about that this morning. Yeah, Trey, it's time to come home. Amen. It's time to come home. And we, we released an announcement to our church family about an hour and a half ago that we are going to begin meeting on campus again in our worship center on Sunday, May 17th. And we want to talk about that during this podcast episode. If you uh, are a part of our faith family, this is going to be good information for you as we look towards our reopening. If you're not a part of our faith family and you listen on a regular basis, hopefully this will still be an encouragement to you and just give you some ideas of what we're doing. And maybe this might help your church. I have no idea, but we do want you to have the opportunity to hear in great detail what the plan is for Northwood as we reopen our facility after this COVID-19 crisis. And that's why we asked Randy to come and join us because Randy is our executive pastor. So Trey, I like to think of Randy in this way. Um, Randy is the figured out guy, right? He is. He definitely right? We is. say, Randy, this is what we need to do. And then Randy figures it out how we do it, make it happen. So I solve problems. He's, he problem is our solver problem man. solver. Yes. And there's lots of problems to solve. And he's done an excellent job of helping us think through Amen. what it looks like to reopen. And he's going to give us some information today about the reopening process. So May 17th is the reopen date. That's looking forward to and, and and if you are online with us this morning we are doing this via facebook this morning we don't typically do that but we're facebook live so we're on the video right now and one of the reasons why we did that because we want you to be able to ask your questions we might not cover all the questions you have during this particular podcast episode and if you're watching us live right now you can get in that comment section and type out your questions and and we'll do our best to answer that so i know randy you and trey both are monitoring uh, facebook live right now so if you have questions as we go through this we'll do our best to answer those questions as we think about the reopening process and so before we get to the reopening process randy trey both of you here's the question yes what has god taught you guys through this process just through this whole covid19 crisis what what has god taught you 
Yeah, I would say I was actually having a conversation with a, a good friend of mine who we went to youth group, and he's a, a campus pastor for uh, another church in Wilmington, about what, what we believe God is teaching the church and then what we've learned uh, through this process. And I, I told him uh, one of the biggest things I think that, that God is doing with his church is is setting us up to have gospel conversations. Mm, mm. He is he is leveraging uh, everything that is going on around us, and so so that we can have very open gospel conversations that may would have otherwise been dif- difficult yeah, for us yeah. to have. Mm-hmm. But now we have a scenario that we can we can directly link with what God is trying to do. Uh, I also told him that I think that I've learned one thing in particular, um, and that is that. Uh, people like to be connected with mm-hmm. and we need to do a, a good job as a church uh, maintaining our our information so we can connect with people yeah. uh, during times like this and when we get back to normal um, stay connected with them at yeah, that point yeah yeah good 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 what about you Trey what's well, God taught you this process I, I think this is obvious but but the truth is is I have recognized how much I need the church yeah I mean I, I think you said that initially and it's just borne out itself over and over again. And I remember the first conversation that I had with somebody that I was, you know, you were, we were calling around just trying to check out people. And the first conversation was simply, you know, how you doing? And just to hear their voice, I almost yeah. didn't want to get off the phone, yeah. you know. And uh, we miss people. We really yeah. do miss people. You know, I think about it, uh, and I know we've kind of all settled into a different routine now because mm-hmm. we're six, seven weeks into uh abnormal abnormal living but i remember those first few days i mean i'm, I'm gonna be honest with you i cried a lot yeah i mean just just because you know i mean I, I was grieving over what was taking place in the life of our church that we couldn't physically be together and man i, I shed a lot of tears over that but yeah just again being reminded of the importance of the body gathering together and and being connected um and, and god has just reminded us of that right so what have been some of the biggest challenges for you guys as we've worked through this COVID 19 crisis what, what do you think have been the biggest challenges for you personally and maybe for the church as a whole yeah for me leading leading my family well through this yeah. uh, with having asher home and trying to do homeschool and then having jenny in the home and all of us being together uh yeah. you know 24 hours a day seven days a week has been has been challenging trying to find out that that new normal that new balance uh, as far as the the church is concerned, uh, ministry obviously looks completely different, and so trying to be creative, to engage, but at the same time be sensitive to uh, what the government is is suggesting for, as right. far as guidelines. So, I've been actually very. Um, uh, proud of our church for how we've been creative mm. and have connected with people and have also um, protected people's health through yeah, that process. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I remember when this first happened, we changed our plans like eight times in one day. Mm. I mean, it, it was just ridiculous that. when this first happened because nobody knew what was going on and nobody knew really in the moment how to respond. And mm-hmm. that was just frustrating. And and as weeks have gone by, we, we've learned and we've adjusted and we've adapted. And I think you're right, Randy. It's been so encouraging at Northwood to see how our people have responded to this. Um, people who, who didn't know what a Zoom was before this, right, oh, man, that's are, are now on yeah. Zoom on a regular basis, connecting in their life connection groups or discipleship groups. I mean, that's been really amazing to watch. People that you never would have thought would, you know, gravitate toward that type of environment have mm-hmm. embraced it and mm-hmm. have done a great job of staying connected. And just think from the pastoral ministry perspective, I mean, we spent a couple of weeks trying to check on everybody in our church the mm-hmm. best we could, writing cards, phone calls, text messages. And those are things as we move forward, we want to continue to do because we've, re- we've, I think we've learned together, man, that's just really, really important to stay connected with our people as much as possible. And so there's been challenges that have come out of this. There's been good that has come out of this. Uh, and I know for me as a pastor, I'm just really proud of our people and the 
way they've responded in this crisis. Mm -hmm. I I think we've seen the church step up, not only at Northwood, but uh, across the board. I think the church has stepped up well in this. And and we've found some creative ways just to do ministry to our community. We're continuing that this week. I mean, it's been really cool to see our people step up. Mm -hmm. I know for me, engaging my neighbors has been very simple now. Mm everybody's bored to tears. Right. And so they'll come out and talk to you in yeah. your yard that I never had before. Yeah. And so we've been able to engage and really become uh, much closer friends with our neighbors in ways yeah. that they, they had no intention of talking yeah. to us before. Yeah. But even though I'm a Jesus freak, you know, they'll, they'll actually talk to me yeah. now. Uh, so just engaging the neighbors has been important for uh, both Kelly and I yeah. to, to do that. Yeah, Stacy and I have talked about that. Just and, and, and we know this, right? The pace of life has slowed down quite a bit, right? Mm-hmm. We, we've slowed down. We've spent more time at home, spend more time with our neighbors. And that's been really good. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to, to the grind, right? You know, karate and baseball and all those things we do during the week. But it has been really nice just to come home in the evenings and, you know, have the freedom mm-hmm. to walk next door and have a conversation with a neighbor or let the kids play outside a little bit longer or whatever the case may be. That's been, you know, a lot of fun. That's been good, right? Mm-hmm. So this has been a difficult time, obviously. And, and you know, here we are sitting at this table. I don't think any of us have been affected directly by the COVID-19 Thank virus. God. So so uh, for us, it's just been an inconvenience more than anything mm-hmm. else. Uh, so, so I know there have been people who've struggled, struggled yes. with the virus or struggled with uh, the uh, economic ramifications of it or whatever the case may be. Um, for us, it's just been more of an inconvenience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but there has been obviously uh, some bad that has come through this, but there has also been a lot of good. And it's, it's good to think about the good things that God has done through this time. But now when you talk about, okay, getting back to normal, that we are coming home, we are reopening May 17th, two services, 9.30 in the morning and 11 o'clock. So, Randy, help us think through that. Why did we decide on May 17th to do two services? And what, what was the process of us kind of figuring out what those services would look like? Yeah, so the reality is is that um, with with the, uh, the relaxing of guidelines, each state is kind of setting um, – their own parameters. And I was actually on a call with Governor McMaster and, and several other pastors uh, from the state. And uh, he essentially gave green light um, a couple weeks ago just to go ahead and start having church again. Uh, obviously, there were some caveats, still social distancing. Uh, we decided to to wait, not mm-hmm. not to start back in, in, in person inside the building. Um, but we also recognized that you know, cases are starting to level off, starting to go down. And because we have such a, a large worship center, it seats 800 people. It has an 800-person capacity. Uh, you have businesses that are opening at 20% capacity. And so 20% capacity is just a shade over 150 for us. Mm-hmm. And so we thought, hey, this would be a great time uh, to to be able to follow the guidelines that all the other businesses are following by. Uh, but also start meeting on on campus and allow for the church to gather again inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're saying, now we are saying 150 people in both of our services. That would be kind of the cap for us over the next week. Now, we have far more people that attend our church on a regular basis, but we're assuming that, you know, there are people who are listening or watching right now who just aren't ready to come back yet. That, that maybe you have young children and you're just not ready to bring them out yet or you're a senior adult, not ready to come out yet. And we, we fully understand that. So we don't want to pressure anybody to come back. But there are a lot of us who are chomping at the bit who can't wait to get back. And so we want to provide the opportunity for those of us who are ready to come back and worship in our facility. And so we, we might get to a point over the next week where we see that we have more than uh, 150 people that want to attend both of those time slots. And so we'll just add another time slot sometime during Sunday to accommodate that. But we did ask for May 17th 
the first Sunday we meet back together, what we asked for that Sunday is we did ask for our senior adults not to come back quite yet, yeah. to stay home for another week and, and join us again on May 24th. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of the thinking behind that was, you know, uh, we do see cases declining in our state as far as the, the COVID-19 virus, but it's not gone yet. And so we kind of felt like another week uh, would be helpful, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so starting May 24th, and again, we're not, a lot of our senior adults may choose to continue to stay home for a season, and, and that's perfectly fine. We're, we know that, and we would encourage that. If you're not comfortable coming back, please don't come back yet. But we know we still have some senior adults that they're chomping at the bit to come back too. Mm-hmm. And so we want to provide that opportunity. And so, Randy, why did we decide to do May 24th, an 8 o'clock service for our senior adults? So we realize, um, and we have lots of people watching right now, and I know more people are going to watch. We, we realize that people want to come back to church, and we know that our, our senior adults want to come back, and those who may um, have health issues that would prevent them com- from, from coming back and want a safer environment. And so we wanted to do uh, an earlier service, a third service, that would um, – be kind of the the first the first group to come in after having been deep clean from the week uh, they get first shot at a service and they're able to leave and uh, it's just a an overly safe environment for them to be able to social distance come and worship and then be able to leave before uh, we have two other services that come through now granted we're going to be cleaning we'll talk about that a little bit more we're going to be cleaning between services but that that first service for our senior adults on the 24th uh, that will be an opportunity for us to to have them in there and it's completely clean. Nobody else has been in there since it's been deep clean from the right, week. Right, right, right. So May 24th, 8 o'clock, we'll have that senior adult service uh, very first thing in the morning, right? Now, Randy, we also have put together a three-phase plan. We don't foresee what we're doing over the next few weeks lasting forever. Mm. This is temporary as, as things begin to get back to normal. And so can you talk to us for a moment about our three-phase plan to get back to normal? Absolutely. So the, the three-phase plan is is really based off of, of our understanding currently. Mm-hmm. So just keep in mind, everything we're saying is really written in, in pencil, um, and it, it could change at any time if the dynamics change. Uh, it could speed up or slow down. It probably won't speed up the process. It, it would probably slow it down just a little bit. But right now, here's what we're thinking. The May 17th, we're going we're gonna to start to gather again. Uh, and, and what that looks like for, for us is the two services on May 17th, then going to the three services on the 24th. Uh, we're obviously going to be doing deep cleaning. We're going to uh, make sure all the doors are propped open. We're going to uh, have turnover on the services where we're spraying everything down, making sure everything is wiped down. We're not going to serve coffee at this point. Um, we're just going to keep it very, very safe and just worship services. Now, what we're hoping, what we're praying, what we're thinking is that when we hit June, uh, June is going to be a time where we can start to open up the possibility of small groups mm-hmm. starting to gather on campus again. Um, and so at that point, we are maybe going to increase our capacity in the worship center, maybe move up from the 20% range, maybe up to, uh, you know, two or 300 people, depending on, on what the guidelines are. Uh, we're still going to be doing deep cleaning uh, between services before and after services. Uh, we may continue to um to, to obviously prop open doors and, and provide a, a safe environment for our people. Uh, and then phase three, which we don't know when that's going to be. Yeah. It may be the fall uh, before that hits. It may, it may be earlier. It may be later. Uh, but we're thinking probably around the fall time, early fall, that we're going we're gonna to go to our phase three, which is kind of a return to normal. Now, granted, it's a new normal. Yeah. 
we're still going to do um, increased cleaning. We're going to we're going to try to make sure people uh, recognize that they need to wash their hands and and not to uh, you know sneeze on people. You know things right. things that would uh, cause them to 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 transmit um, uh, viruses or whatever uh, it, it might be. So we're, we're going to, we're going to return to a new normal. And what that new normal means is that we are going to start to remove all the, the capacity restrictions off of our facility use, but at the same time, still, still clean and still be smart about yeah, how we interact with people. About, yes. yeah, yeah. So, so we're starting May 17th, phase one, right? And so phase one is just worship services, no children's activities, no nursery quite yet, no, uh, child care, just worship services. And so I, I know that's going to be different for us because we have a pretty uh, uh, full children's ministry. And so, but we're, we're requesting that if you come back, just be prepared to be in the worship service with your entire family. And so, so we know right now kind of the buzzword is, which, I mean, who knew what social distancing was until this, right? Yes. We never heard of social distancing, but that's a thing now, social distancing. And so what is social distancing going to look like on May 17th when we come back for, for worship? Yeah, so um, obviously our guest services uh, with Trey, he's he's going to be working with them to make sure that uh, we are opening doors, uh, keeping doors open for people, so we uh, minimize the uh, the touching of of surfaces. Um, but when you walk into the worship center, you're probably going to see a different layout. Um, mm-hmm. You're you're probably not going to see. Uh, chairs necessarily six foot apart, but you're going to see groupings of chairs mm-hmm. um, that families can sit together. Uh, but you're going to probably see some more aisles uh, separating out uh, certain sections of chairs. You're going to probably see some rows possibly taken out. Uh, so there is some some distance between you and the next family or the next group. Um, and so, yeah, it's going to look a little different. We're, we're not going to have just 150 chairs in the worship center, right. but it's going to be spaced out much differently. So you can, in a safe way, sit with your family and not feel like you're sitting on top of four to six other families. Okay. And so you're thinking about the social distancing. So just be aware that when you come that we want to practice social distancing for a season. And so we're asking you not to, to you know, shake hands, hug necks, all those kind of things for now. Uh, but I, I know one of the, the, the things that's becoming more and more um, obvious in our, in our community is people are wearing face masks, right, to kind of protect their faces from droplets or whatever the case may be. Are we going to require a face mask at Northwood? So we are not going to require a face mask, uh, but you can certainly wear them. Right. Uh, you can wear them if you want to, if you feel uh, that it's going to be beneficial for you or for your family. Uh, certainly wear them. Uh, you will probably uh, see several people wearing face masks uh, as you're out and about and maybe even as you're at church over the next several weeks and yeah. months. Yeah. Uh, but we are not going to require that. Uh, we are going to require that you you practice safe social distancing right. over the next several weeks. Um uh, and we got a great question in on Facebook from from Tim asking about the the services themselves, the nine thirty eleven. We are actually uh, going to do kind of ticket reservations mm-hmm. to make sure that we we don't have you know three hundred people show up at one of our services because at that point we're not able to safely social distance in our mm-hmm. current setup. Uh, so we are actually going to post a link after. Um, after this and that that link will send you to a ticketing uh, website and you can reserve tickets for either the 930 or for the 11 service and we've set a cap at 150 and you reserve one ticket per person so if you've got a family of five you reserve five tickets you select the right time either 930 or 11 so yeah. great question yeah. Tim. and that'd be help we're not requiring that you do that but that would help us tremendously so we'll know how to proceed in the weeks ahead as far as how many services we might need to have so yeah if you could please do that that would be great when when we think about you know social distancing and and sanitation uh just some some questions that people might have like what about bathrooms 
we're doing about bathrooms. I mean, everybody has to use the bathroom, right? Yeah, and we true. we can't have forty five people in the bathroom, and how are we gonna make sure everybody washes their hands? I mean, what's that gonna look like? I mean, do we do we know what that's gonna look like yet? So we're gonna have bathroom monitors, right? Yeah, Trey, that, that's Trey is gonna be going. the bathroom monitor. I am not going. <laughs> we'll have ladies for the ladies' room, men for the men's room, obviously, and just try to keep the numbers low. Yeah. So the it's, it's not to monitor and 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 you know restrict bathroom use. It's to make sure that we keep the right numbers in 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 the bathroom and not have more than a few people at a time yeah. and all those kind of things. And so you think about sanitation, what does sanitation look like during this season? Uh, so what's, uh, what's going to be inter interesting is we're, we're going to obviously have uh, lots of additional cleaning supplies. Mm -hmm. uh, we've, we've got Lysol. I've got a, uh, uh, a disinfectant machine that we've we've ordered that's going to be brought in. It's going to like be a fogger, right? Like you're going to yeah, we're, we're going to we're going to fog the we're going to fog the whole place. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Now Great. it's not it's not one of those inset foggers. We're not we're not spraying <laughs> pesticides before the before and during the, the services. Uh, but it's they use it in hotels and other right. places to disinfect uh, the room. And so we're going to use the right uh, the right uh, disinfectant mm -hmm. uh, where you don't come in and it you can't even breathe. Uh, but we are going to disinfect between services, and we're going to have our guest services. We're going to work really closely with them to make sure that uh, during services and in between services, we're wiping down the bathrooms, we're wiping down all hard surfaces that have been touched, and then a turnover of services, we're going to be spraying inside the worship center to disinfect all of our seats. Yeah. Uh, good, so it's going to be a really safe environment. Uh, I don't know. We had talked about having someone in the bathrooms to do cologne and shaving cream. Uh, ah, we, that'd be nice. And some little mouthwash. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't we're know. Gonna, we're going to wait till they open the. They're uh, never inviting me back again. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to make sure that we. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, so, we'll, so here's the big question. Serious question. He's kidding, everyone. In case you're wondering. Here, here's a serious question. So we return to campus, and and someone comes to our campus, and they're exhibiting symptoms of a virus. What do we do? Uh, let me let me say this very very clearly. We care about the health of of our of our people. We do. Uh, and and we we've prayed a lot and thought through uh, the right steps to take to keep our people safe. Every decision we make, we are making sure that we are are keeping the health of our people in in mind. And so, if someone does uh, present symptoms, uh, we are going to have our guest services trained to recognize that and to pull them aside and 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 politely ask them, "Hey, you know, you you seem like you may have a, a fever. Or you you're coughing. Uh, can we ask that you maybe stay home for a few weeks, self quarantine? You can watch online. How can we help serve you? If we have someone that actually uh, tests positive uh, for COVID nineteen, uh, we have a procedure in place where we will send out an email blast notifying uh, people that came to to a particular service. I will let them know, hey, there was somebody that tested positive at the 930 service on May 24th. Now, we pray that doesn't happen, but if it does, we are going to let everybody know. Now, the cool part is, is because we're social distancing, uh, we are trying to minimize that risk of, of there being a spread uh, of any kind of uh, virus. Um, but at the same time, we want to let our people know, just so they can be aware, just so they can know that someone that was on campus at that time did test positive, uh, so they can self-monitor as well. Yeah, so a lot to think about, a lot to pray through, a lot going on as we re-enter into our facility. So so if you're listening, uh, I know many of you are eager to get back, and we want you to get back. But we just want you to be aware of it's going to be different for a while. Not forever, but for a while it's going to be different. So uh, just for my sake, um, with the Life Connection groups, <clears throat> we're talking about not right now. It's going to be phase two. Phase two. What we're calling phase two, middle of June. So... 
right now we're looking at continuing the Zoom small yeah, groups. Yeah, yeah, So a lot of the, the virtual things we've been doing for mm-hmm. the last seven weeks, those things will continue, right? We'll what about continue. Wednesday night? How, how's that going to go? That'll continue like it has okay. been over the last few weeks. So, again, during phase one, there, there's nothing on campus other than the Sunday morning worship services, okay. right? So, Makes sense. So those Life Connection groups, they'll continue to meet virtually. Our Wednesday night Bible study, which has been phenomenal. Yes, it's been it, it will continue to meet virtually, so those things will still stay in place virtually. Uh, for those who aren't ready to come back yet, you're still going to have that same live stream experience that you've been having at home over the past seven mm-hmm. Sundays. You're going to continue to have that available for you. So it's those things that we've been doing virtually, they're going to continue. And even after this uh, uh, COVID crisis has has passed completely, you know, some of those things we'll continue to do in our future. We were already live streaming before this happened. Mm-hmm. And now I think we, we're doing it even better now. Yeah, and, better. and we'll continue to live stream into the future. Those things are going to, and we'll probably continue to do some things via Zoom because that's a helpful platform. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're a part of a ministry team and there needs to be a meeting. It might be able to do that via Zoom rather than have to come up here for a meeting on campus. And so we see some of these things that we've been doing technologically over the past seven weeks continuing into the future just because they're helpful. Right. Mm-hmm. But phase one, again, is is the only thing on campus for this phase until whenever we move to phase two, whether it's middle of June or whatever the case may be, is just those Sunday morning worship services. Right. Two on May 17th and then three starting May 24th with that first service, the eight o'clock service being that that senior adult service. And I, and I will say uh, just a, a couple caveats there. Uh, some of you may be thinking about some of our, our ministries that have uh groups that gather outside of small groups, uh, such as our, our youth ministry, CR, uh, men's and women's ministry. And those things we are, we are pushing out to phase two uh, at minimum uh, before they start to gather again. And I will say that if you're on campus, you notice that we, we have a lot of people that use our facilities before this hit. And so we've been in communication with all these different community groups and sporting groups and, and everybody who uses our facilities. We're also putting them out at least until June, if not further, uh, to keep our facilities safe. Uh, and many of you know that we've actually partnered up with uh, Gracia Church and uh, we, we've allowed them, because they're a church, uh, you may notice that they are going to have their worship service, just their worship service, not small group, not child care, just their worship service starting the same weekend that yeah. we are starting back in, our, in the chapel where they normally right. have their service. And they'll follow the same phasing plan that we're following. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think it's helpful. Kind of think through these things and help people to know exactly what we're uh, going to do. And if you're watching this, listening to the podcast, we're going to keep you posted the best we can via email, via Facebook. We're going to continue to give you information so you can make informed decisions as to when it feels best and safest for you and for your family to return to worship with us. But man, I, I don't know about you guys, but I can't wait. I, I can't, can't wait. Either. I'm ready. I am so I'm tired of preaching to cars and cameras. <laughs> it's been a little difficult. It's been different. I want to say you've done a fantastic well, thank job, you, sir, brother. But, it, but I'm ready to see some people. Amen. Amen. Okay, Pastor, somebody's out there and they they probably didn't ask the question they wanted to. How can someone find out, uh, Randy or Tommy? Yeah. So uh, if they have a question and right, we right, didn't right. answer it, good, good what question. do we do? So if you're watching this via Facebook right now, you can continue to comment even after this is over with. Mm-hmm. I mean, throughout the day, we'll monitor the Facebook comments and we'll we'll answer your questions via Facebook as as long as you ask them. Or if you want to email one of us, you can email Randy. He's probably going to give you the best answers. Uh, Randy at NorthwoodBaptist.com. You can email him and he'll be glad to give you some answers. Or you can email me or Trey. It's just our first names at NorthwoodBaptist.com. Tommy at NorthwoodBaptist.com or Trey at NorthwoodBaptist.com. We'd be glad to answer those questions because we want you to be informed and we want you to have the information that you need to make wise decisions to come back and be on campus with us okay 
pastor has been very informational. Randy, thank you for being with yeah. us today, too, man. Am I, I, am I invited it. back? Did I? We're, we're uh, thinking maybe. about it. We're, the, we're, we're the on ju- the edge on it. The jury's what, out. If, okay. If, if we have to close our church again for seven or eight weeks, we will invite you back to talk about opening again. Amen. But hopefully, well, we've got the hornets maybe. coming now. So yeah, who knows what the hornets are going to do? This is, this is uh, turn two of Jumanji right here. <laughs> right. So. Anyway. Or we're in the Exodus as a plague too. In my plague in my house, I think I we're know. at level eighteen. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we passed level eighteen yeah, a long yeah. time ago. All yeah. right. Well, Pastor, why don't you close us yeah, out? I hope this has been helpful for you. I know this has been a bit different during this podcast episode as to what we usually do, but we just wanted to get this information out to you so so that you know what we're doing as a faith family here at Northwood Baptist in North Charleston. And again, if you're a part of another church or, uh, you know, uh, just listening because you happen to pass by today, we hope this has been helpful for you as well as you continue to think through what life looks like uh, after this COVID-19 crisis. But we hope this has been helpful for you, and we hope uh, that you'll continue to listen to our podcast every single single week on your favorite podcast service and we hope as always that this episode of the podcast has helped you in some way connect faith to life